Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius Podcast, and it's collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and this is episode 41 with Jean Burke. Welcome, Jean. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited today uh, because we are going to talk about the SAT and the new SAT format and math. And uh, this is a section um, that a lot of kids uh, have some difficulty with. And today you're going to take uh, some of that uh, scare away for uh, for us and uh, help us with some, you know, phenomenal um, ideas and tips. And uh, recently we got to attend an in-person class um, in Tampa, which um, if you listen to the podcast on reading, I shared how it was uh, two and a half hours uh, one way from my house. And not only did I drive there and back, um, but I did that twice. Uh, because I was uh, so um, thankful to be able to have Jean that close to me, you know, um, that we we drove uh, there and back because uh, my son had a football game. But, uh, Jean, it was really great, and, and Michael was really excited, and he was particularly excited to listen to the math section. And he, he even missing a portion of it, he got – a part of the math that you did, and then we got to take the book home that you give out during the class, and he got to work out some problems and then check the answers. Um, when we came back to the class the next day, and you went over some of the strategies, but he's been taking some of the practice um, math, and he's doing a lot better. Um, and and so um, he's also rewatched the videos um, because part of the class, uh, we didn't talk about this in the last um, podcast, but when they get the class, they also get um, access to the online class. Is that correct? That is correct. You know, they're really only going to remember a small percentage. And, you know, to really solidify the information, to really know how to apply them, the strategies appropriately, you have to hear it more than one time. I mean, there is no instant success. You can't just hear something one time and automatically expect to remember it. So hearing it again and again in my, my live class that you got to attend is really the introduction. Then as they go back over the e-course, there becomes this proficiency, and then ultimately as they practice, they get their mastery. Um, and so those mm-hmm. are really the steps of uh, when you're doing anything, whether it's a, an instrument or whether it's a sport. You know, you've got to learn how to do it, and you've got to work on it to really get it down. So same thing with test prep. That's great. And, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, you can even organize yourself at, in your town and you need just 12 other kids who will do it, you know, or 11 kids in your child. And uh, um, Jean has information on her website uh, for, um, you know, there's like an entire packet and you give people everything they need to um, host a class. And, and it's really great. Um, and... So the person organizing it actually gets a free class, if I remember correctly. So that's um, a wonderful perk to, to doing that and getting Jean in as, as her schedule um, 
allows into your town. Well, Jean, today you are going to discuss uh, the math, and you're going to talk to us about um, the different sections in the math and also what Mike was the most thrilled about is that he didn't have to work out every single problem. Oh, it's absolutely true. You know, I think, you know, over the years, having taught, you know, tens of thousands of students on how to ace the test, one of the stories that I get to hear a lot is students who, who will come up to me and say, you know, I love math, it's my favorite subject in school, yet it's always my lowest SAT score. And it's because what they're doing is they're treating the SAT math just like regular math class. And they're working out the problems the long way. You know, they're showing all their work. And, you know, again, you get that minute per question. And so there's just no way that you'll be able to do that and, and finish on time. Uh, but here's the good news. Every math problem can be answered in 30 seconds or less. And wow. so, yeah, you know, the strategies that you, you know, that you got to see, some of the strategies in the class, right. uh, showing the kids. You know, there's, of course, there's the long way, the normal way, and then there's this really fast way. Uh, again, we're going back to these. Are, this is more of a logic test, not so much a math test. It's really just a logic test using math as the medium. Um, now, don't don't get me wrong. You you've got to know your basic math. I mean, if you can't add or you know subtract or you don't have a little algebra or geometry underneath your belt, it's going to be more difficult. Um, but you don't have to be a math genius. That's that's the great news. And uh, just by knowing that, that takes a lot of pressure, you know, off the students, just knowing that. So, but the math section, the new redesigned SAT math, um, you're going to have two types of math. You're going to have multiple choice, which has the four answer choices, and then you're going to have the student response, which uh, is a question without any answer choices. Now, you know, the, the great thing about understanding these logic tests is that you know all the information that you need to answer the question is in the question or in or in the answer choices, and I think a lot of times what students do and how they don't get the the best score possible is they don't treat the question and the answer as one entity. They kind of separate the two. Here's the question. Here's the answer. But if you can start looking at them as one, there'll be times that you will look at the question and the answers all together and you can just automatically pick the answer without having to do any work or any calculations. You know, the goal is to minimize calculations and, you know, you know minimize mistakes and save time. Uh, and that's one way to do it. I think another thing, too, is um, when students, you know, go to double-check their work, they often double-check the work the same way they work the problem, kind of going the same direction, same steps. But if you do that, you're going to miss what you did wrong in the first place. So double-checking, look at it backwards. Work it backwards. And, and you can very often pick up an error just simply by doing that. You know, my, my goal for my students is to see the math and not do the math. You know, and, and I, think, I think another thing that a lot of students don't know um, is you have to understand math terms, math, math terminology. You know, even the reading section, you could not know a single vocabulary word and still get every answer correct. But, you know, if you get to a, a math problem and it says tangent or product, you know, or integer, and you don't know that answer, uh, that what that word means, then it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to answer the question. So make sure you know those. You know, bottom line when it comes to the math, as far as working the problem is, 
a lot of students really get hung up on the calculators. And on the new SAT, you're, you're given two sections that total 80 minutes long. One is a 25-minute section and one is a 55-minute section. But one of the sections, you are not allowed a calculator. Uh, and one you are, very different from the old SAT where both, you know, the whole, all the math section you could use a calculator. Uh, again, good news is every question can be answered with even without a calculator. So I, I think it's important to take your calculator, but you want to look for ways to not use it. You know, calculators, the more calculations that you use, the bigger chances of mistakes. Um, so hopefully you don't have to use your calculator. And, and come up with a much quicker answer. I had a young man just today in my class here in Ocala who said, have you ever been in a situation where they had the wrong calculator? And, you know, the College Board does have a list of the accepted calculators. Pretty much you can use the graphing calculators. You, you really can't use anything that makes noise, that has a keyboard, or that has really huge letters. So that's pretty much spelled out. You know, I have it in my book, but you can also get it from the College Board website. Uh, but one of the things is I did. I had a situation where a young man, uh, his mom told me that he uh, had taken in a calculator. It actually was an accepted calculator, but the proctor, who didn't know what they were doing, told him it was not an, an accepted calculator and pretty much confiscated it for him. And he said he was, again, forced to basically only rely on the strategies for my class, and he scored a 700 uh, on the, out of the 800, um, which was amazing. Wow. Um, all because I had no choice. And so, but, but, you know, again, I always tell the students, do take your calculator. I, I don't want you to come across the question that you don't know how to work without one and then, you know, get freaked out and have a lot of anxiety. So you definitely want to take one uh, because, you know, you, you may need it. Now, one of the things, too, I think is when you're reading the math problem, you, you've got to find out what it's really asking you, you know, so many times students think it's asking one thing when it's really not. So your pencil is your best friend on this test. You know, you want to circle key elements from the question. You want to circle what it's asking. You know, and then once you circle that key information, now you can pull out that information and you can set up the problem. Hardest part of SAT math is really just setting up the problem. And, and once you understand how to do that, um, you can pretty much see, you know, very often a very easy answer. Um, so be very okay, careful. Let me jump in because um, we're going to take a commercial break. But before um, we do, I would like you to answer really quickly because um, you mentioned this um, in the reading uh, section and on the live class that I attended that some sometimes you know people are taught you cannot write in those booklets, but you're saying that yes, the kids can. Well, ironically, it's on the very front page of the test booklet, and you know when I teach a class. You know, I will have someone read it. Um, it says you can write in your test booklet on the very front page of the actual test booklet. And I think a lot of the proctors who some often don't want to be there any more than you do um, will tell the students the wrong information and tell them to try to work all the problems, you know, without the, you know, doing any writing. But you know what? You paid for that test booklet. When you paid that $52.50, um, you're paying not only to take the test but that booklet as well. And Yes, absolutely. I, I would never want any student to try to work any problems, especially the math in their head, uh, because you're just going to make mistakes. You know, our mind only holds a couple thoughts at a time, and so it really does cloud up your mind. So if you're worried or you've ever been told that you can't write in your test booklet, 
Uh, you can, you know, look it on the front page of the booklet, or you can even, you can even download the um, the official SAT uh, rules from the College Board and take them in there and show them to the proctor. Very good. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to learn more about uh, this math section and how exciting that you can uh, do these questions in 30 seconds or less. We'll be right back. With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room, and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally-featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit collegeprepgenius.com to know more. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius with Jean Burke. You can find the show notes on episode uh, 41 on collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And today we are talking about the math section on the SAT and the new format on the new SAT. And um, before break, we were talking about, you know, not having the wrong calculator and, and that information of the calculators not to bring in um, are on the SAT uh, website. So, Jean, you were saying that they can circle the key elements and um, set up the problem, and you know, um, which which is great information uh, for the kids. But what makes each one of the sections different? Um, you know, for example, the section where they can use the calculator, how is that different than the section where they can't? It's not so much different because you're going to see the same type of questions. Um, I think, you know, because every question can be answered without a calculator, I think it often can be more of a mental challenge for the students because they're all of a sudden they're starting to think, well, gosh, I can't use one on this one and I can't on that one. And I think it can lead to some anxiety. Um, what you have to do is you have to approach uh, both sections, uh, you know, of the math with this mentality of I can look at this question and I know there's a fast way to work it, and whether I cut my calculator on or not or whether I have one. Um, so I think that's really it because you're going to see the same types of problems. You know, you've got your algebra, some geometry, some trigonometric functions, uh, some probability. I mean, you're going to see uh, some advanced math and scatter plots on there. So more importantly, whether no matter which section is, you just have to mentally already approach it knowing um, that it can be done. It's not like one has to have a calculator and the other one doesn't. Both uh, sections, neither one uh, have to have a calculator. Okay, you broke up a little bit there, um, but just for the sake of the audio, uh, tell us again um, what, because you did this on the reading section, you told us like what some of the types of questions are. Tell us again, um, you know, you said algebra, you said probability, but I couldn't hear all of it, so tell us those again. So there's going to be some algebra. Yes, got some algebra, you got some geometry, and as a matter of fact, the new SAT has less geometry. You're going to have okay. some linear or exponential growth type questions, uh, scatter plots, so a little bit of trig. Now, one of the things I, I want families to know that 
Um, don't freak out about the trig. Maybe some of your kids haven't had trig yet. Uh, there's only, I think, two trig questions on the whole SAT. So even if you don't get those or you miss those two, again, you can still get a perfect score. Uh, you're going to see um, uh, the chords. You're going to see story problems. You're going to see some, like I said, probability. So uh, the, the advanced math, they call it passport to advanced math. It's really uh, some heavy algebra. Uh, regardless, uh, you know, just a good basic knowledge of these type of math is really good because, again, instead of working the math a long way, there's certainly a um, shorter way to work out every question. Okay, good, very good. All right, so what else do we need to know? Well, you know, one of the, the tricks of the College Board is they love to kind of mess with your mind when it comes to the diagrams they give you or the drawings. And, you know, occasionally you're going to get uh, some words like figure not drawn to scale. And those five little words uh, don't mean that the College Board took that drawing and shrunk it down to fit your paper. You know, it really means, bottom line, is that is the wrong picture, not the right picture. And I think students don't know that, and they'll try to attempt to use it to, to work out the problem and often get the wrong answer. Um, you know, just put a big X on it and, uh, you know, realize that it's really just pretty much drawn to confuse you. And look at the question and redraw the figure correctly, and that way you'll be able to get it right. Um, you know, drawings uh, sometimes are just incomplete. You know, a lot of students will stare at, a, stare at a problem thinking, there's no way I can fix this problem. There's no way I can work it out. I just don't know. Well, what they've done is they've left out very important information from the question uh, in, in the drawing. You've got to look at the question. You've got to find the missing information, and you've got to put it up in the drawing. And then, of course, kind of the bottom line when it comes to drawings, if you have a question and there's absolutely no drawing, no figure, no chart, no graph, no nothing, you really want to create one. You want to make a drawing, make a diagram, um, because that gives you that visual of what you're looking for. Because if you look at the question and you try to work it in your head, you basically are not, you know, maybe not going to do the, the best um, way to work the problem because uh, you, you're not seeing it. Uh, here's an example. One of the questions uh, in the program, it's about, you know, so-and-so walks three miles this way west and somebody walks three, uh, you know, four miles north, you know, and by the end of three hours, you know, how, you know, how in the world, uh, how much, you know, farther apart are they, you know. And someone just reading that would go, oh, my gosh, I, golly, I don't have any idea. But if you would take your pencil and put that on the paper and you would draw, you know, three miles one way, and four miles the other way, you would realize that you really just have nothing more than a three, four, five triangle. And you wouldn't you wouldn't catch that unless you drew it out. And then, then all you know is that the missing side is five, and you would multiply five, of course, by the three hours it took them. So at the end of three hours, they were 15 miles apart. So if you can learn to make some kind of diagram or, or you know, create some kind of new diagram, even if they give you one, maybe it's not the best value, uh, to use, come up with something different, you can really answer questions um, better than maybe if you if you didn't do that. Oh, great. Well, Jane, we are out of time, so I urge people to go check out collegeprepgenius.com and check out, uh, you know, the videos and all the stuff that Jane has there. But thank you so much um, for this uh, program and all of the information you've given us. And I'm excited because we are going to do uh, one more podcast that is on 
Um, the, what are we doing it on, Jean? It is the um, writing section and the essay, right? Yes, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.